This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guests today are Ruben and Mike. Ruben founded Global Vision in 1990. He's a friend in the printing industry. After That was after a friend in the printing industry told him about quality issues he was facing, and Ruben became interested in solving that problem. He founded the company to respond to the lack of quality control and commercial printing. The company has since grown from there, moving with the changing technologies and adding inspection capabilities that now cover the entire printing process. Ruben, Mike, are you ready to take us to the top? Okay. So, yeah. So, so kick us off first. The relationship is what? Mike, you're the son of Ruben? Yes. I started working here a couple years ago. That's good. He started you off as a janitor, right? Yeah. <laughs> So to start, yeah, Michael basically, uh, uh, you know, wanted to come to the business, but I said, no, go out there in the world. I guess some great experience, which he did. Uh, he's a, became a creative director in New York City, did three years of that, and then it was time for him to come over at Global Vision and uh, share the experience. Well, I, I'm going to guess then the website, Mike, had something to do with you because for the printing industry, you have a very Web 2.0 look. Yeah, um, that was definitely one of my first goals is to kind of, you know, get global vision going in the online market and really, you know, have that be front of mind in terms of how we, you know, talk to the customers. So we work on it every day and, uh, and yeah, it's our prime focus. So Ruben, the risk in this interview is that people are going to wait, Nathan, the printing industry, why are you having printing guys on? Tell us about your business. Like what does it actually do? Okay. So basically we basically take the, uh, the risk out of uh, people's business. So if you're printing and you're, you get a big order, and that job goes to the customer, and they give you a bad call saying it's wrong. You're, you know, you get a sinking feeling in your stomach, and you go, "Oh my God, I just lost a lot of money." So uh, the way that the company started was with that problem. Uh, company came to us and said, "You know what? We are getting fired. We're getting killed uh, when we send a bad job out. Help us." So who are you selling to? Okay, so basically anyone who has a printed package. So if you've got, uh, you know. Uh, drug or if you've got a product with a Coke hand in your hand, if there's something that's wrong with it, uh, it's where Global Vision fits in. So, so are you selling to, to, to Pepsi who's buying the printed Coke cans or are you selling to the manufacturing company that's doing the printing? It's usually the supplier. So in, we're in the supply chain. So somebody who is printing it and has to send it to the customer. So you're printing it, you're the supplier and you want to um, get a perfect job, great quality to send to your customer and make sure that uh, they can use it in production and it works for them. The customers understand what the product's supposed to say, it's in the right color, uh, it's the right text, the right content, and it's the product the way it should have been uh, conceived. And Mike, give us a sense of pricing here. So like, what's the average supplier pay Global Vision? Um, well, I mean, it, it can range because you can either buy you know everything outright or you can do it off of subscription. So. It could be anything from a you know few hundred dollars a month to um, you know about twenty twenty thousand. 
Okay, and is the 20,000 option, is that like an on-prem solution where you're actually installing a hardware at the supplier's home base? Yes, so you can get, that's why it ranges, because you can either get a hardware-based solution or you could get just the software. So it really depends on, on, you know, how the supplier works and, you know, at what stage in the process they're at. So we kind of go in and really, you know, custom implement the solution and, uh, and, and you know, really is dependent on the supplier. Ruben, which one of those revenue streams are growing faster, the, the hardware one or just the software one? The software one, definitely. We're actually transitioning into a, uh, we, we started, I started off 30 years ago as really a hardware company with a little bit of software. What year was launch? 1990. 1990. Wow. No, I'm not going to, I don't want to age you at all, but that's the year I was born. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, they had something called DOS. You probably don't know what that is. It's disk operating system. So that's how I built the first system. I do know that. I do know that. And now have you guys bootstrapped the company to date or have you raised capital? Uh, we don't raise capital. We bootstrap. I love it. Totally bootstrapped. <laughs> yeah. how, how many folks are you at today? How, what's your team size? We're about 60 now. Six zero or one six? Six six zero. Six zero. And where are you guys based? Montreal. Montreal. It's beautiful. By the way, I visited Montreal very recently and I was expecting to like enjoy the cobblestone streets, but I guess they're pulling everything up because of the anniversary. Construction was insane. Was. Yes. We're, we're uh, we don't do so well in that department. Yeah. Are you guys are you on that strip with all the, the historic district there? No, we're uh, actually uh, close to the border of uh, Ontario and the US, so we're far from the city. Got it, okay, good. Okay, so back to the business. You launched in 1990, you're totally bootstrapped, 60 people now, you're selling to suppliers to make sure they get the printing right, whether it's printing paper or printing wraps on Coke cans or printing anything really for any kind of product. How many suppliers are you working with now today? There's there's hundreds and hundreds, but actually it's not just their suppliers. We sell uh, actually more to uh, their customers. What so, are you selling to their customers? The same software, so they have to protect themselves at both ends. So, you know, a, a printer, a supplier wants to make sure that he's delivering or she's delivering uh, a, a high quality product to their customers. The customers could be, you know, all these chocolate bar companies or, or beverage companies. They need, in turn, to check to make sure their quality, the quality of the receipts of those goods are acceptable to put in production because what will happen is if they're, if they're wrong, imagine you're filling up your Coke with with soda and syrup, and it's going to get thrown out. Or worse, uh, it's in the market already, it's on the shelves, and it's got to go and has to be collected and destroyed and then reprinted. So the costs get higher as you get further down the chain. So do you, I mean, it sounds like a big advantage to me. Do you have the suppliers, essentially, they are your sales force to the Pepsis and the Hershey's of the world because it mitigates risk for everybody? Yeah, so we're a big, uh, we're part of their tours when they have their customers come in they walk by and show it off saying this is how we're protecting you this is the quality tool that protects all of our supplier all our customers we just had that last week uh, a customer reached out to us to ask if we had anything to put in there in their production areas because they're having they're having a customer tour uh next week and they wanted to you know kind of show that they're using us that's cool yeah maybe charge a little bit more because they're going to say we're going to get it right or whatever a lot of advantages yeah. All right. So, Ruben, take me back to year one. First off, Mike, how old was how old was Mike Ruben when you launched the company? I think he was uh, three, two years old. Yeah. Three. Yeah. So I've seen the whole thing. You were launching a company and pumping out kids. Is Mike the only one, or is there more? I oh, know there's lots more. Yeah. <laughs> right now we have seven children. Oh my gosh, that's a cheap way to get labor. 
<laughs> Good point. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I got Mike. So <laughs> That's funny. So, okay, so, so seven kids launched 1998. Now, Ruben, do you remember what, what year one revenue was? 250000 You do remember, like the back of your hand. And what did you grow it to in year two? Year two was 750 That's amazing. And th that was all back then on-prem stuff, right? You're going around to suppliers installing stuff. I'm, I'm selling. I'm developing. I'm uh, selling. Um, yeah, but I did it together with my wife. So we, we she ran the business. She was the, the one that uh, did the marketing, the, uh, uh, the administration, took care of all of that while I was uh, developing the software and selling. Did you split equity 50 50? Yeah. <laughs> right down the middle. Yeah, right down the middle. Wow, that's impressive. You never hear that anymore. She's the business one, and I'm the, I'm the uh, techie guy developing the products. Okay, very cool. So you grew it to 750, and then are you comfortable sharing, like in 2010, what did you guys do? 2010? Um, I think we're what, about, uh, we're about uh, 7, 8 million, 2010. Back then. Now we're about double. Okay, good. So, so you think you'll break fourteen million this year? Yeah. And can yeah. you can you break down for us? And the reason I'm going to ask this question, um, it's about the revenue split between hardware versus software. There's a lot of old on-prem companies, you know, where their only SaaS part is the maintenance contract, right? The thirty percent maintenance contract per year, and they're shift. All of them are shifting to this SaaS, you know, version because your margins go from sixty to eighty or ninety percent, right? Um, yeah. What percentage of the 14 million this year will be software versus hardware? It's actually we're at 50. Wow, that's pretty fast. And when did you launch your software offering? What year? So it's um, it was really about five years ago. We started off with a strategy to move more towards a SaaS model, and uh, so it's it's taken it's taking root. We've got a lot of more partners that we're working with, and uh, we're integrating our technology. We're we're um, we're OAMing, so there's a lot of uh, change going on to increase that uh, uh, that software base, moving away from hardware. And that, that's also a huge basis for the, the the web design. You know, we're trying to gear things up to start to really sell online more, and uh, you know, get you know into the SaaS market even more. As I'm traveling the world on planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, guys hear it. I'm closing loads of different deals, whether it's buying a company, closing a new account for gitlatka.com, you name it, I've got to do it. And part of my issue is signing documents while I'm on the road. So I just found this new tool. I'm using it pretty aggressively. It's called Sign Easy. So you can get started for free at gitsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. You'll see contracts that I've signed there and and boy, oh boy, are they big and they work and the app is so easy to use. Get started today at getsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. Now, now, if you guys add the suppliers that are paying for you and the actual end products or brands, how many total customers do you work with? About 3,000. 3,000 total. Okay. And walk me through churn. Do you guys have churn? And if so, what is it? Sorry, churn? Yeah. So like... On your software, I imagine you don't have it with hardware, but on or maybe it's really low on your hardware stuff. But on the software side, if if you have a hundred customers in month one, how many will stay to month two? Pretty much, uh, we don't. Uh, I'd say a good eighty percent will stay with us month for the year. So, so you said you have yeah. about eighty percent retention annually. Yes. Yeah, we're we're pretty high on the retention. And the people that are churning the twenty percent, why do they typically leave? 
It just, uh, you know, they try the product out and uh, maybe the, their process doesn't, um, it's, you know, in order to use the software, you're really automating. So if you can't get your process, I'm talking about the customer's process or the supplier's process uh, in line, then you're not able to automate or, uh, you know, make use of this technology. So it's so in, for instance, uh, I'll give you a good example. If you're, if you're using Adobe to create PDF files, our software works. If you're using Corel Draw, it doesn't work. You know, so older, if you have using antique software, some companies in Asia will do, it just won't work. Yep. What are you, of the 60 people, how many of them are inside sales reps or doing sales or marketing? Uh, about, uh, about a quarter of them are uh, sales. Okay. And Mike, this is maybe maybe a question for you since the, the term is more kind of web 2.0. Ruben's going to roll his eyes when I ask it. But in terms of in terms of user acquisition cost, right, for new customers, what do you guys factor in when you look at like a fully weighted CAC? So any marketing you're doing plus your salespeople, what's it cost you to get a new customer? We don't have that number completely figured out, but it is, um, I would say, you know, three to four hundred. That's, that's a good number. Yeah. Um, you know, we, 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 we go to a lot of shows throughout the year. It's kind of events have always been a backbone for us. Name, name your two biggest ones where you get the biggest return. Uh, let's see. We have, um, Drupa, which is the world's largest uh, printing show. And then there's Pack Expo, which is a, a large, the largest U S, um, packaging show. Got it. So you go to those two things. Um, and that's where most of your cat comes in from, from the paid channel. Then obviously you have salespeople, which obviously have obviously have variable comp based off what they close. Do you do you have them running like a typical SaaS model inside salesperson? They have a quota, and and you have two SDRs per an account executive. Do you have that system or no? Yeah, we do. We have with quotas, and uh, and then yeah, and then we have you know um, SDRs and business development kind of you know feeding funnel in that way. Uh, you know, alongside the marketing channels. Um, but I, I, you know, I'd say, uh, you know, some of our best, um, you know, evangelists are our customers. Um, you know, we have some that have been with us for 15, 20 years and, you know, very often, you know, we hear, you know, that, you know, so-and-so told us about, uh, you know, your products and we, you know, we'd like to take a look, um, you know, or a lot of these customers go off to new companies and, you know, they bring us with them. So a lot of the growth, um, does happen to actually just be organic. So let's say a good example is that like if, a company, if somebody left their company and went to another one where they didn't have this automation, uh, now they're taking, instead of a few minutes to do their work, they're taking hours again. And they, they can't stand the pain of it, so they call us back and, uh, and they say, look, can you send us a quote? I want to present it to my management. That's interesting. And then in terms of, because you guys are bootstrapped, so you have to manage cash, obviously, very efficiently. If you've got 3,000 customers and $14 million in revenue, of which 50% is SaaS, so $7 million, those 3,000 customers to make up the 7 million pay you, I guess, somewhere around 200 bucks a month. And if your CAC is 200 to 400, you're getting that, they're paying you that money back to recover that CAC in like two or three months. Is that accurate? It's pretty quick. It's pretty quick. Oh, you're good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, we, it's annual contracts. Uh, some, look, some of the customers, it's really up to them. We have many different pricing models. They have perpetual, we have, uh, you know the subscription models. Uh, they can lease the products. It's they can they buy it uh, any way they want, whatever works for them. Okay. So, what percentage of your new customers are are signing annual contracts and, and giving you that cash up front? I'd say most of them. Most of them are annual. Yeah. There's a very small percentage that go monthly. Got it. 
It's a healthy business, guys. Let's uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your? Uh, we'll give this one to Ruben. Ruben, what's your favorite business book? Uh, the goal. The goal. Okay, number uh, number two, we'll give this one to Mike. What's your? Is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, I'd say uh, you know Stripe CEO. Yep, uh, Stuart. Yeah, how it feel? Stuart, he's a good one. Um, I'll give this one to Mike because I'm going to guess Ruben is a notebook kind of guy. Uh, Mike, what's your favorite online tool? I'm very into Trello these days. Trello, uh, Ruben, did I give you enough credit there or do you use a lot of online tools? No, you're right. Uh, it's Mike's a really online guy. Yeah. But I've seen him use Trello. Okay, good. You can, <laughs> you can confirm that statement. All right, Ruben, the last, these last ones we'll do with you. Number, uh, number four here. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? How many hours sleep? Uh, I think about six. <laughs> and are all the kids out of the house now? No. Two of them are out. Five to go. Okay, got it. So seven kids, uh, obviously married. And Ruben, how old are you? I'm uh, 58. 58. Okay, last question. Take us back 38 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Sorry, repeat? What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, that's a good question. I wish I knew how... Um, much work of running your own business was, <laughs> but I wouldn't have changed anything. There you guys have it from Ruben and Mike, father, son team. Ruben says it's a lot of work. Launches company back in 1990, so he's seen it all. They help suppliers and people, the brands that do a lot of printing, whether it's packaging or papers, do it more efficiently and accurately. They mitigate risk. They have over 3,000 customers bootstrapped. First year did 250 grand in sales. By 2010, we're doing 7 million. And this year in 2017, they'll wrap up with $14 million in sales, of which 50% is SaaS. So doing about 580 grand per month in SaaS revenue, 2% churn per month. They retain about 80% of those customers annually with a super healthy CAC to LTV or CAC to payback, sorry, payback period ratio based up there in Montreal with their team of 60. Mike Rubin, thanks for taking us to the top.